What is going on, everybody? It is your boy, Andres, and we're back with episode 29 of the Sports Fellas podcast. And today, along with my co-host, Eric, how you doing, sir? I'm good, you know, a little sick, but so it might sound a little different this episode, but, you know, I'm trying to get by. Just yeah. to be back doing this. It's been about two weeks since we've done one. Yes, sir. Yeah, your voice is getting deeper. And today, along with our <laughs> guest, Tim, how you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing fine, man. Uh can't complain, man. Just working and, uh, you know, watching as much sports as possible, man. Super pumped yes, on uh, Rondon being back in the prem. Look about that, dude. I've been on a high all day. Yes, sir. We like that. So today we're going to talk to you guys about Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo breaking the record for international goals, the last day of the transfer window deadline, the NFL being back, and the last month of MLB, which is prime time for a lot of us. Now, Eric, let me start with you. Um, obviously, today, um, Ronaldo scored two goals in the 90th minute to send Portugal to a 2-1 victory for the World Cup qualifiers. And Ronaldo actually broke the international record with now he has 111 goals scored. Um, what are your thoughts on this, even though he missed the penalty in the first half? Oh, I knew you were going to mention that. I knew it. Look, he I, come he, on, man. He did kind of mess that up. And... It wasn't so. I, I only was able to actually watch the first half of the game. I didn't actually get to watch the second half when he did, like hit the two late goals in the 89th and 96th minute to win it. But in the first half, he wasn't really having that amazing of a game. I mean, he did miss the penalty, and they were down 1-0 whenever I finished watching. But you know, big big players step up in big moments, and it was only it was Ireland, right? Like, I mean. Yep. Not not like a great team he's playing, but still he stepped up in a big moment when his team needed him and he hit two goals and I think they were both headers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's just I, I don't know. He he's insane. I saw on just tweeting a lot about it. On just didn't seem too happy about all the praise he was God. giving. I, I mean, I'll let him talk about that when it's his turn, but I mean he just it seems like I saw someone tweeting about how like records are following him wherever he goes and then, I mean you can't really deny it like he's just he keeps setting more and more records and it doesn't I mean you could say he's not in his prime anymore he's not doing what he was doing at his best but he's still putting up crazy numbers he's still scoring goal contributions like he, he's still the man he's still one of the best players in the world and I'm really excited to see him back in the Premier League like I Ooh. I am not a big I guess, United guy. I guess we'll have to talk about that soon, though. Yeah, I don't really like United all that much, but I'm so excited to see him back in the Premier League. I think that's going to make it so much more fun to watch. Absolutely. Tim, thoughts on Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo breaking the record for international goals? Um, I love it, kind of, man. I mean, I've been lucky enough to watch him and uh, La Puga, um their whole careers like you know I'm a messy guy in my opinion it's not even close but it's great to see a pure goal scorer you know break the goal scoring record like you know like it really is it was awesome and I was also kind of mixed because like USA comes first for me always and then it kind of like mixes up between Venezuela uh Portugal and Ireland because I'm Irish descent so like today's game like I didn't even know what to do, man. I didn't really want to watch it. Like, you know, but um, I don't know, man. They were both beautiful goals. And Pepe, I'm a big Porto supporter, so Pepe was there. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but on the 111th goal, the goal in 96, man, 
celebration, Pepe brought the security guard into the celebration, dude. It was awesome, dude. It was just like great scenes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was it was a good game. Yeah, Ireland held their own, you know. Uh, Paris did well up front. And, uh, you know, the back line, you know, they picked five at the back because they had it. They were overpowered. Um, the only thing is, as a Portugal fan, Ronaldo just keeps saving Santos' job. Like, over and over. It's time for him to go. <laughs> Terrible. I'm over him. So over him, man. Bruno in the Euros. Yeah, let's play Bruno back as like a CDM. Great idea. I know he's got great work rates, dude, but like, let's maximize what we could get out of him. Like, you know, and then he winds up on the bench, like, and it's not his fault. And I'm not even a big Bruno guy because I don't like sporting and I don't like Man U. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you, you mentioned it, but. Like, isn't it dope to see that, like, Pepe was on the field for that moment? Because, like, me personally, like, after seeing him play so many years for my club, I thought it was pretty cool to see that, like, Pepe got to witness it, like, firsthand on the field after still being 36 years old. Oh, Pepe is still... He, he played all the Euros as starting center back, and he's still going. I watch every Porto game, and him and uh, Sebastian Coates, from sporting are probably the two best center backs in all of Premier League. Um, Otamendi's up there, but I refuse to like give any credit to Benfica players. So. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we are not Benfica supporters on this side. Absolutely not. That is very good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Eric, so Messi has, I think, uh, 78 goals, but obviously that's not the topic at hand. Do you think, like, obviously you've only watched footy for about two years, but would you use this as an argument to say Ronaldo's the GOAT, yes or no? I think it could be used. At least. I think I, 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 That's it, not it, the question. It, the question is, will you use it? Well, I don't even have him as the GOAT necessarily. I yes, yeah, yes, you do, bro. No, I don't. You know how I feel about this. I just want everyone to know this. The only time Ronaldo is my GOAT is when I'm talking to Andres because it pisses him off. That's the only time. I don't care who's the GOAT. Like, I don't really have a GOAT. Like, it's between Messi and Ronaldo for me, but I don't really have a preference. I like both of them, which I know... There is no debate. Yeah, which I know is forbidden around here, apparently. You're supposed it's to not that it's forbidden, bro. He's just not better than Messi. Like, I'm not, it's sim- I'm not saying he is better. Uh, I'm just saying... There's, if- a, there's a debate, but it's between Messi and Maradona. That's oh, debate. God, you're speaking on just his language right now. You see? Look, I think if you wanted to try and use that as an argument, you could. But like I said, if I was to sit there and have, if I was, if someone told me, like, as a prompt to make an argument for Ronaldo's GOAT case, that would be an argument you could use. But because of longevity? I think that plays a part. I think in any okay. sport, longevity will help. But I'm not going to go out of my way to find a conversation and say he's the GOAT because of this. Like, I just don't, first off, I don't care that much. Second off, I don't even know if I do have Messi goat, so that's why I wouldn't necessarily. So that if I did have to pick someone, I'd probably pick Messi. But I, I don't know. I think that could help this case, honestly. All right, I got you live. I, I recorded this. I'm gonna put that to the side just so for any time you wanna you wanna see otherwise. But yeah, speaking of Ronaldo, moving on to our second topic of the night, um, the transfer window, the last day, it's like Christmas for us for these fan supporters. So. Um, Tim, we witnessed Cristiano Ronaldo go back to Manchester United where he played for five years and became one of the best players in the world. Can you tell the audience who's your favorite team 
And what did you think about this transfer? I am a Red supporter, uh, Liverpool uh, Football Club, and um, it's whatever, man. It's they're United, you know. They're gonna bottle, you know. Like uh, <laughs> they're not the same. They're not the same old United, you know. Like, uh, like yeah. Now they got a pure striker. Like that's great. I mean, they had Cavani anyway. Like I don't really see it being that big of a difference. Like, but also when you add in the fact that they got Veron, Sancho, like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna finish in the CL spot, in the top four spot. But in my opinion, I think they finish fourth. Um, I think I got City winning the league, and then Chelsea, and then the Reds, and then United, in my opinion. That's how I think it's gonna pan out at the end. So with Chelsea getting Saul, um, do you think because someone posted it earlier, um, the Chelsea has like 22 legit players that could start. And I told Eric last episode that to win the league, you need depth. And that's how City wins every year. Do you think that Chelsea can compete um, for the title this year? Because, like, I saw the Reds a couple years back put up, at the time, the third most points in first division history and lose the league. So, like, that that season was special. That's how good City is. Like, it's just, like, last year, I remember around Boxing Day, like, City was, like, sitting, like, sixth, seventh on the table. Everyone was laughing. What, they win the league by, like, 15 points? They won it. <laughs> I told I told Eric I told Eric that 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 like second or third episode that we had I was like if you're into betting Batman City to win the league because like it's not gonna be close like at all and it wasn't close at all. Do you, you know what? A fun fact: in all competitions, the only could either of you guess the only prem side that City did not beat last year was Chelsea. <laughs> No, no, they did. They beat them in yeah, uh, the... Oh, the Carling Cup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, good, good little trivia question. <laughs> that, that's funny. It's it, it's crazy, man. Like like I know Eric has only been watching for a couple of years, but like I talk about this all the time. Like what Guardiola does to a team is just like insane. The fact that they... But, listen... Me personally, I'm not high on Jack Grealish anymore because of what he did after the Euros. Like, I just, I don't think I'm ever going to respect him for that because, like, after the penalty shootout a day after, you're like, well, I wanted to take a penalty, but coach said no. Like, you're not supposed to do like 24 hours after, <clears throat> excuse me, after the three players like got, got backlash and were literally facing racist remarks everywhere. And, like, it got bad to a point where they had to address it through Instagram and, like, the whole world was, like, put on notice. Like, it's not, like, a fun thing to, like, look at anymore, you know? So just for that reason alone, I will never respect Jack Grealish. Um, I do think that. Um, no, continue. I don't think that was Grealish's intentions at all with that statement because while all of that nonsense was going on about uh, like all the British like attacking these four kids on Twitter. You know, while all that was going on, you had journalists and other people on Twitter attacking stars of the English side, 
saying, why didn't you step up and take the pen, blah, blah, blah. So I think he was responding separately, saying, hey, listen, I'm not afraid to take a pen. I said I would take a pen. Like, you know what I mean? It's not up to me. Not blaming them at all, but just letting it be known that he voiced his opinion. I'm willing to take one, coach. Like, you know, and... You know, he was told no. And uh, for some reason, Saka took his first ever penalty kick in professional. Yeah. yeah. Poor kid. And he's like 19, sure. 19, 20 yeah, years old. Sure. Yeah. Um, other transfer that happened, we have Antoine Griezmann going back to Atletico. Um, Eric, I got an interesting statistic for you. Antoine Griezmann went to Barcelona because he wanted to win titles, right? Mm. He's been a professional footballer for 12 years and he's never won the league. Do you think this is the year that he finally wins the league title? Wait, he's never won the league? He's never won the league. He's wait, been a wait, professional... What the... What the... Well, he's been a professional... Wait, come again? again? He was on Atleti beforehand, and that's when Real Madrid had the teams that just won the Champions League every single year. Wait, when did yep. he go to Barcelona, though? What year did he go? Uh, the, the 2019. When was the pandemic? 2020? So, yeah, 2019. Yeah, so, he's... <laughs> yeah, he's been there for two years. And then we won it the pandemic year, and then Atletico won it last year. So, he's never he's never won a league title in his life. He's been a professional footballer for 12 years, and he's never won a league title in his life. That's great. Do you think who do you think is winning La Liga this year? I want to hear oof. your prediction right now. Uh, oh, you want my bias or my unbiased ch- choice? Well, we know who your biased one is. What's your unbiased? Well, I don't think Barca is going to be in the picture, unfortunately, because um, Kuman is not that guy as a manager. And um, basically, the last three Barca years have been give the ball to Messi and see what he could do with it. You know, and that's why Valverde had a job for so long. And then when the lights got bright, he didn't know what to do against Roma. Anyway, he didn't. And he didn't. And um, excuse me, the same thing happened against Liverpool the following year. Like he didn't learn from his mistakes. So, Eric, in a summarized fashion, Barca won the first leg three zero, and then obviously they lost the second leg four zero. The same thing happened the year before when they won the first leg four one. And they lost the second leg 3-0. And when you have a lead, a lot of managers, they either play for the win or they just sit back and relax and go for, like, the draw, you know. And, um, yep. And, like, I have the mentality that you still have to go for, like, regardless, you know. So, um, Valverde put out um, conservative tactics both second legs and, like, it ended up costing him. Last year... Barca had no business being in the league at the end of the year, like zero, because I thought they had like a 15 point lead and they blew it within like like three or four weeks, I think. And then it was set up for uh, Real Madrid or Atletico winning on the last um, match day. And then obviously we won, but so did Atletico, which is funny because Suarez ended up scoring the goal that won Atletico the league. But I don't think Barca is going to be in the picture. I think they'll finish top four maybe again because Sevilla is looking really good thus far. But I got to pick the boys. I don't think we have the depth to win the league. But with what we have, I think it'll be enough, given that Benzema is going to put us on his shoulder again. The only thing that is questionable is the defense. But honestly, if you're going to bet on a team to win the league this year, I would probably bet Atletico. But hopefully they don't win it because I really don't want to see Griezmann win the league. But um, to answer your question... I just remember when we were talking about, like, whenever Ramos was missing games and you kept talking about how, like, he was carrying y'all's defense and y'all's defense was terrible without him. Well, now y'all don't have him and you still think y'all will be good enough to compete for the title? Like, win it, baby? Because you really I don't know about... defense was terrible without him. I, I love, like, 
obviously biased a little bit because of Porto, but I love Militao. Like I love. He was him. amazing. Yeah, and I think Nacho is ready to take that next step. Like honestly, like next to him, like you know what I mean. And uh, that those are that they're starting too with CBs, right? As of right now. Yeah, Peter but when Mendy comes back, I want to see Mendy, Alaba, Militao, Carvajal. I yeah, want to try Alaba, that out. What's Alaba doing playing fullback? That's where that's where um, Ancelotti wants to use him. Uh, at least he's not playing as a as a midfielder, but he's been he's been in that CB and LB role the the after three games. Yeah, I would I would keep him at CB, man. He's a world class CB. You know what yeah, I, mean? I I think he's underrated. Oh, he's incredibly underrated. The dude's unbelievable. Like he really is. He, he yeah. was Bayern. He was Bayern's best defender um, for. Uh, the past however many three years yeah th- oh, like yeah, five because i know because like boateng was in that conversation too and then hummels was in that conversation too when he played there it's pretty crazy that hummels has played there and and dorman and then he went back to dorman and then it's pretty funny that's a pretty funny um yeah, group of people and then and now you got two too you know what i mean and then they always had um yeah i mean not always but then davy started breaking out but I mean, honestly, I'm not as high on Davies as most. I, I do think he's a good fullback. I just don't think he's like Jesus Christ, like a lot of the world. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? like, yeah, you're not. Yeah, they like, they crowned him like way too early, bro. Like, I think he's it, really good, but he's not like miles clear of some people that he gets compared to. Like some people act like he's way better than other left backs, which I'm not sold on completely. I think he's really good, and I think he helps that Bayern team a lot but I don't know I'm not I don't think he's by far the best in the world or anything absolutely yeah he's a, he's a pace merchant and he gets he's out of position a lot they get bailed out, out because of all of their center backs are so fast and now they got Upa so Upa Meccano is so fast so he's just gonna continue to do it like you know he's I mean? special yeah he is. and they um, and oh that was the other signing that happened um Byron got Sabitzer. Like this is oh, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. this this league is is so funny, man. The champion wins and they recruit the manager, the left back, and the center back or center midfielder of um the second place team. Like what a great league to yeah, to well, look at. Well, yeah, well to take it a step further, the captain Sabitzer. Like you know what I mean? Sabitzer was their captain, their manager, and then Upa Meccano, who is just a brilliant young center back which you don't yeah. come by too often and they also sold Kanate to Liverpool so uh, I mean they still have Klosterman I guess I don't even know who's going to be the other center back there right now yeah because John Watain just got sold to um, Olympic Lyon oh yeah did he yeah yeah he did that. yeah that was like a last minute transfer too yeah, but that's, and then, kind of, that's kind of that's kind of what I wanted to say about Barcelona, just real quick. Like, what team is going to like? Okay, like obviously you're run terribly if Messi wanted to leave in the first place. Like you know, and Bardo's out, and he still wanted to leave. So now the guy you just bought for whatever it was 120 million euros, right? You're giving. To the team that just won the league last year, like what kind of business is that? You saw Atleti needed the money, needed to get rid of Saul, 
they sent them overseas to the Prem. You know, like any normal club would do, not right directly to a rival. So now Griezmann's finally going to be in the proper position that he should have been in. The bar could never play him. You know what I mean? And with Messi gone, you figure, oh, Griezmann's got his spot now. He can finally play his position. But no, they get rid of him. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like they said, Suarez is too old. We don't want him, blah, blah, blah. And then they go get Higuain. I mean, not Higuain, Cunaguero. Uh, uh, They're the same age. Suarez and Cunaguero. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that club is run. So terribly lately. Like. I won't. I won't stop till it's liquidated off the face of the earth. Honestly, <laughs> they got they got Luke De Jong, and then Everton got my boy Salomon Rondon, which is nice to see him in the Premier League again. Yeah. Um, Juventus got Moises Keane, and then Spurs got Emerson, and then the dream transfer um, period for PSG continues. They got Nuno Mendes, who's like. One of the best young players in the world. Um, a lot of people that don't know about him are going to get to know him soon. If they don't watch the France League, they'll probably hopefully see him get a couple of Champions League appearances. But um, he should he should start on that PSG team. It was just funny to say, given that the depth that they have. But he should start for that team. He's 19 years old, and he already has six caps for the Portuguese big squad national team. Like he it, He's honestly the best fullback prospect that I've ever seen in my life. And I yeah, he's he's special. Would y'all, um, uh, would y'all both consider PSG to be the Champions League favorites? Uh, they have honestly, to be, but I'm I'm expecting a bottle from them, like uh, like always. Like um, yeah. they can't get it done. I mean, same thing with City, man. They can't get it done when in the um in Champions League. You know, they're they're just natural bottlers. Um, honestly, bro, I was watching the PSG, <laughs> excuse me, I was watching the PSG game this past weekend because I wanted to see Messi debut with PSG, obviously, and, like, their defense is still so suspect. Plus, bro, it's so, so once PSG runs into, like, a tactical team, like, like, Chelsea, not to gas you up, um, but, like, Chelsea, like, Real Madrid, not like Barcelona, definitely not like Barcelona, like, Bayern <laughs> Munich, when they run into one of those teams that the lights are going to get brighter, I don't know, man. Would y'all um, gonna be crazy? Would y'all, would y'all agree that United had the best transfer window of all Premier League teams? And in Europe, it's top two. No, just With, like Premier League only. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like it, Varane. It depends, it depends what it depends what you mean by the best. They brought in the best players. It's gonna wind up in a big net loss, in my opinion. But if you're talking about just for this year and not for like the club's future then yeah like it's way more i don't know what you're asking exactly i guess for this or but my thing is like when you look at it and that's my whole problem with them is they had like they brought in the best players sure but i think when you look at like the top four i think all three of us would agree i mean tim you already said your top four what you think it's gonna be i'm sure andres you would agree that chelsea liverpool united and city are gonna finish top four Whatever order you think, but I think the one thing that just sticks out to me, and I don't know if y'all agree, is United has the talent. I think, I mean, they still are to win the league. They're just say it. Kind of weak, they do. But when you look at the four managers of those clubs, 
there is one clear weak link in my opinion, and it is absolutely Jurgen Klopp. It's hold. Okay, well, we didn't have Klopp, dude. We may be in the championship, dude. Like that, that's how little we spend on transfers, dude. Yeah, y'all yeah. did not do any. Yeah, obviously, obviously, all there is the weak link. Well, that's because of John Henry, man. Fuck John Henry. Fucking piece of shit. They don't want to give Mookie Betts his money. Fucking piece of shit. He's not. He's not gonna see heaven, bro. I, I miss Mookie Betts. FSG out. Yeah, FSG out. Hashtag FSG out. But yeah, to answer your question, Eric. Oh, um, obviously, Ole is the weak link. If that was what you were asking. Well, yeah, because like you could. I mean, literally, Klopp, uh, Pep, and Tuchel. You could argue they're like three of the best in the entire world and then you have Ole and he just is a clear set I, I think he's holding problem, back I have a I have a problem with Pep but I'm not going to deny that he's a great manager my problem is he has never won with a side that didn't have insane talent when he got there and when he left like you know every club are the biggest clubs in the world that he's won like you know and meanwhile, you got my boy, uh, Jose, you know, gets no credit. Like, yeah, maybe the game's passing by a little bit. And I'm, yeah. A lot of it. You know, he's a huge jerk. And, but he won a Euro Cup. He won the Champions League with Porto, dude. Do you understand how difficult that is? Like, in the 2000s. Like, that is insane. Dude. That was, but that was 17 years ago. That's the thing. That's why I don't rate him like as high. Like I, I tip. Listen, me personally, I'm not a Mourinho guy. I never wanted him at Real Madrid. I'm grateful for what he did. But he started Higuain over Benzema, and that's why we didn't win the Champions League. And then the year that he left, we start Benzema and we win the Champions League. But I feel like it all depends on what kind of footy you prefer. You know, like I've always said that I'm grateful for Pep because like Spain won the World Cup through the Tiki Taka style of football. And, like, I can never, like, not be grateful for that because, like, that's the reason, like, we won, like, the World Cup. So, obviously, everyone has, like, their differences and preferences. Obviously, like, you think that, for example, let's just say you think that Klopp is better because Klopp plays, like, the counterattack, for example. And then, wait, uh, uh, what's it called? Pep has a couple of kryptonites. It's um Ole, Tuchel, and then Klopp. I think he's up by a game or they might be tied. I'm not too sure because Man City and Liverpool, they play each other a lot. Do you know Klopp versus Tuchel's record? Uh, off the top of my head, no. But I was looking at that uh, like a month ago. Like I was looking up like Pep's record against other managers. Tuchel was like three, four, and nineteen or something against Klopp. Jesus Christ. So uh, yeah, Klopp uh, owns that man. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we'll see. Hopefully, we get it. Hopefully, we get a race that ends in like match day thirty-eight instead of match day like thirty. Because like this is like. Like, when Liverpool and Man City went at it, not the COVID year, 2019 that you were talking about earlier, Tim, like, that shit was insane because everyone was tuned in to every Man City and Liverpool game. At least I was when I wasn't at work. I was tuned in to watching them at 10 and then at 12.30 or at, or at 8 and then at 10 because, like, every time they would just make each other better. And then, um, obviously, Tim, I know that Liverpool lost, but that Man City-Liverpool game in January was, like, one of the craziest Premier League games ever. Yeah, and, like, honestly... Even when I did lose and knew it was over, I couldn't even be mad. Not only because we had such a great year. Like, yeah, sure, we won the Champions League. But, like, to me, like, I don't care about the Champions League. I mean, like, yeah, it's a nice, like, <laughs> like, 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 like,
second place like trophy, but like I want to win my domestic league first and foremost before anything else. I want to beat my rivals. Like I don't care about beating Real Madrid or Barcelona or like you know like um, Atlanta, like Napoli. You know we play in the Champions League. Like you know like I don't care about that. Like I want to beat City. I want to beat United. You know I want to beat Everton first and foremost all the time every time like you know what i mean like there's certain teams like 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 to me personally domestic means so much more than a euro cup when i understand it's supposed to be this glorious thing like but you know it's just not the same as a football supporter like you know what i mean a wise man once said it's more difficult to win the league than it is the champions league who said it I'm guessing Pat because you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it was Pep. Um, <laughs> listen. <laughs> speaking of Pep, but <clears throat> not to get away from the topic, um, Eric, what PSG did with Kylian Mbappe. Now, obviously, me personally, I've never seen 200 million euros in my life. You know, and that was the last <laughs> offer that Real Madrid made for PSG. Do you think that PSG did the right thing in rejecting this offer, yes or no? No, no, I don't think so. Definitely not. He's going to leave anyway. He told them he's going to leave. They pretty much just – was one year with Mbappe worth $200 million? I don't think so. Personally, I don't, but – I don't mean to cut you off. If they do somehow win the Champions League, was it worth it? Yes. If they don't, then no. Would you, would you agree? I yeah, I don't think I don't think it's worth it either way. Uh, I, mean, I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> think about it, bro. Two hundred million euros, and you say no to that? Like, I understand they okay. they. So take the two hundred million, and you already have a squad full of world class players, and buy buy uh, Harry Holland. Kane for a hundred and ten million. Yeah. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like now, they basically just gave us the alley oop to sign Mbappe for free, get Holland, and get another CB. Like, Wait, if like, anything, y'all should be happy. They said no. Oh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy 100. percent Like, I know I know we're not gonna win the Champions League this year, and I know we can compete in the league. But y'all so. are getting him for sure next year. I mean, he's literally made it as clear as you possibly can. I Bro, want to play with Real Madrid. Like, like, if this was like the NBA. If this was the NBA, they would literally find him for um tampering. for ta- for tampering, literally. Bro, he would. Yeah. Um, it's just over the past couple of days, I think Mbappe and Real Madrid have kind of. At the end of the day, I do think he goes there for free, but I think Mbappe is a little sour on Madrid at the moment, just uh, from some of their supporters and some people in houses' reaction to. Um, to him, um, you know, like still being happy and jubilant and like, you know, with the Paris squad and not like making a bigger deal about it, trying to force his way out. Like, you know what I mean? He should have forced his way out. They're literally holding him like a prisoner. He he should have done what like, all of the NBA players do. They didn't sign the contract. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, I mean, if you don't want your wages, dude, then that's fine. Don't show up. Like, you know what I mean? It would have been it would have been fire to see him like do like a Jimmy Butler and just like 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 just not go and then like just ask for his way out like that would be fire when 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 there's like a player empowerment era in like footy it's gonna be so fire obviously now with like the golden generation we didn't see it but 
it would have been nice to see like players just be like i want to leave and then they just leave and then they just like stop playing and shit and um <clears throat> i don't know i can't wait for next summer i think we're gonna build uh, the galacticos again it's gonna be it's gonna be fire i'm sad that zidane is not gonna be there to witness it because he deserves all the credit for for battling the league until the end and then getting to the semifinals of the champions league so i'm gonna miss zizu i'm happy with ancelotti i'm not gonna lie but i i am gonna miss zizu um so tim do you think that um psg did the right thing in rejecting to the 200 million no, no right because even if like i do still think it's gonna be real but either way he's out of paris next year so I mean, like, even if they win the CL, like, like, good for you guys. You guys are still dumb. Like, a terrible business. Man. But that's what I'm saying. Like, must be nice, dude, to be owned by a country and be able to turn down 200 million uh, pounds. Like, are you kidding? Or not even pounds, euros. Like Euros, bro, me? yeah. Like, like, seriously, dude, that's insane. Like, like, like if- dude, Liverpool bought... Ali Stone, uh, Fabinho, uh, fucking uh, Big Burge, and um, Salah, basically, for that. You know what I mean? That's insane. That's insane. The, the numbers are just crazy. Yeah. But, obviously, everyone's rooting for a different team to win the Premier League here. Obviously, everyone here is rooting for a different team to win the Champions League. So, good luck to all of your teams. And... <laughs> Moving on to our third topic of the night. It's the most beautiful time of the year. MLB has finally hit the month of September. Now, Eric, what do you think? Like, what do the Astros have to prove this month with Bregman being back? Like, because, like, the Mariners, they're really just, like, toying with them. I don't think some people are saying that the Astros don't even care about the regular season. They're just waiting for the playoffs to um, turn on the switch. Well, what do you think about the Astros thus far? I mean, I think, I mean, I'm not worried about us missing the playoffs or not winning our division, but the team just has not looked good lately. And I'm, I'm never a fan of people who like talk about like not caring about the regular season or stuff like that. Like, I don't think, I think no matter what you do, like it's always, you know, that it's corny, but you practice what you preach. Like you can't slack off in the regular season and then just turn it on out of nowhere. Like we even watched the 2017 Warriors. Like I'm gonna change it to basketball, for example. 2017 Warriors, they were dominant all regular season. They went to the playoffs and had arguably the most dominant playoff run in NBA history. The 2018 Warriors, they were slacking off a lot of the regular season, didn't even win 60 games, which should have been a given with that team. And then come playoff time, everyone was like, oh, they'll still run through everyone. Then they found themselves down 3-2 against the Rockets because the team just wasn't as good because they didn't show it all year. Like, no matter what you say, regular season matters some. And how you play then will like impact and show in the break in the postseason i think and right now the astros aren't looking good i do still think there's like 30 games left in the season we still have a chance to you know catch fire start scoring runs again because our offense has died completely i think we got shut out two games in a row which i think that's the first time that's happened in like two three years i don't know it like it never happens to us we have Jesus. back-to-back games being shut out that never happens to us and to uh, Sewell than Justice Sheffield, but also, you who? Like, you know what I mean? Not, not like great pitchers either, bro. That, yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, just, quick question: that. Who, who hit the grand slam last night? Just a quick question. That was 
bullshit, bro. Baseball, but, that's why I saw Corey even say that. Corey tweeted, he goes, baseball so scripted, bro. Of course, Abraham Toro, a guy who hardly played for us, really, because he wasn't really that good for us. It's a grand slam off of us. What, what country is he from? Is he from Venezuela? <laughs> I didn't, even know that. I didn't even know that. That's bullshit. Bro, are you happy? Are you happy Bregman's back though? Oh, I'm so happy, and I'm hoping he can like turn this team around because I think it was not last night, but the night before we saw the lineup of Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Correa, Jordan, Tucker, Yoli. Like that top seven, I think that's by far the best top seven in a batting order. Like. Our eight and nine spot is always kind of weak. Like, we'll have Maldonado or... Them and the White Sox. White Sox are right up there. Yeah, like, it's just... There's not an easy out in that lineup, really. And whenever... Put me on the mound. See what happens. It, I promise. The problem with the Astros, though, is if one or two of those guys is missing, all of a sudden the team just doesn't look the same. Like, that's why health is so important for us because one guy misses and the team just starts falling apart, it seems. And right now they don't look good. I will say, though, I am someone who thinks like this. I'm glad it's happening right now instead of a month from now because I think we can get out of this slump and start winning games again at a good rate because we're 5-5 five and five in our last 10, which isn't good for us. And I think in the next week or so, they'll start catching fire again just in time for playoffs to start, and that's what we need, which I don't really have any doubts of this team catching fire. Like, literally in the pandemic year, the only reason we made the playoffs was because they extended how many teams make the playoffs because it was a shortened season. And even with us being terrible all regular season, we still managed to make the ALCS, which we would have won if Jose Altuve could make a throw to first base. But that's Fuck off. Was that, was that necessary? Yeah, it was because I love that. Fuck he off. might be my favorite Astro ever, but he had the yips so bad. It was horrible. He had five errors in that series. It was a, it was a fake series, man. Bro, it was so frustrating, and the I don't Astros, know, we probably wouldn't have been Dodgers, but... Astros have to turn it on right now, because they end the year with um, A's, Rays, A's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's not ideal. But they got some easy... See, I'm, well, after the Padres, the Padres are done, man. They're cooked. They're cooked. Well, they they so they have a second wild card actually because I was looking at the standings today and well, they're actually. Right now, but they have like they still have to play the Dodgers like seven times and the Giants like ten like uh, you're done you're done for like it, uh, and the yeah. Astros play, like like come on dude actually I'm just they the Padres they may finish so under five hundred mm. like dude, there we go I'm not even joking. Yeah, um, Tim. So the Yankees went from a 13-game winning streak to a four-game losing streak. Now, someone said earlier today that the Yankees and the Astros are the same teams. They they smoke the good teams, but then they lose to mediocre teams. Um, are you worried about this four-game losing streak? And what's what's not going on right now that was going on during the 13-game winning streak? Um, no, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the Yankees right now, honestly. Um. I'm more worried about getting, like, like I've given up on trying to figure out the Rays or thinking we're going to catch them because the, I don't even know what they do, man. They're, they're cheating, bro. They're cheating. I've ever seen in my life, dude. Like, they trade away their best relievers, and then all of a sudden they're better. Like, it makes Best no pitcher, sense. too. Yep, they traded Blake Snell, too. Like, what? Yeah, yeah we're not, we're not, and, and Diego Castillo, he, is this 
disgusting reliever. They just get rid of him like, like and no big deal. And then just some other random comes up that throws like like one oh three and it's like what is going on with this team? So like we're not catching him. I, I know we're gonna be in a one game playoff and um I'm more worried about just setting up the rotation because in my opinion and you're not gonna like this, I think that one game playoff is gonna be against the athletics which I would rather, um, honestly, um, because let's face it, like baseball's not meant for one game. I and mean, the Yankees, Red Sox, one game. I don't think dude, you guys would like that, that either. Like, I, I don't think that, you want to see Garrett That'd Cole. be fire. Dude, a Yankees, Red Sox, Garrett wild Cole, card. But... Yankees, Red Sox, wild card would be so much fun to watch, though. Has, has it, Red Sox have never done it. Right? The Yankees have done it. Like, no, bro. The, the, the Yankees are the ones that, that are in it like every year. I don't mean to offend you, but like they're in it like every yeah. single year. Yeah, and, the, and the A's are in it often, too. Bro, listen. I, I was telling this to Eric last episode. The A's could win all 162 games. They're still going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Like, that team is cursed. Yeah. Well, no, it's because they don't keep they don't keep anyone ever. Anytime they have a good player and their contract's up, it's like, all right, see you later. Like, you know, <laughs> That's why I want Matt Chapman to leave. He's going to when it's when his contract's up. They're not going to be able to pay him. Like when they'll get rentals like they did this year with uh, Starling Marte, who's been killing it for them, you know, and uh, Chafin and uh, is now their closer because uh, Trevino was getting rocked and they blew a couple late games, you know. But uh, they don't keep people, man. Like, when Liam Hendricks left, he said, like, they literally, like, didn't even say anything to him. Like, didn't make an offer because they knew that they couldn't. Like, what are they going to – are they going to call the guy and be like, oh, we'll give you one year or five million or something? And meanwhile, this guy's like, Liam Hendricks, like, you know, like, there's no point in it. Like, you know, they're, they're going to let him go. They're going to let him walk. And they're going to start the cycle again. And they have, a great, they have a great pitching coach. And Bob Melvin, in my opinion, is the best manager in Major League Baseball. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I do. I seriously think he is. Like, because look at those teams that he constantly brings to the playoffs. Like, like, like you're telling me guys like Cody Bassett. Like, like come on, man. Frankie Montas. He's on my like, fantasy team. <laughs> like, like, in years past, too, they just pick up random dudes. Like, the one year they had, um, what's that guy's name? Edwin, uh, Edwin something. He, he's been on, like, 20 teams. Oh, he's Santana. Actually, uh, not, not, uh, no, Edwin, um... I can't remember his last name, dude. He went to the A's, and he was amazing, dude. It, it's just, it's so weird, dude. Like, that's where, like, all, like, like scrub old-time pitchers go to, like, revive their lives. Oh, um, Edwin Jackson. I think that's what you're thinking about. Edwin Jackson, yep. Yep, yep. All the time, dude. It's someone new every year. It makes no sense. Like, you look at that stats, and you're like, this is not scary at all and then you look at the record every year you're like 94 wins like where did that come from (laughs) i feel like that's i feel like that's you and i with the tampa bay rays this year bro they just how do they keep on winning like this is the most fugazi team i've ever seen and they're gonna somehow make the they're gonna make the alcs again like it's just it's ridiculous it's the same thing with the giants the giants the Giants have random players that are hitting 20 home runs. Like, where the fuck are these players coming from, dude? Like, seriously, though. 
thing is, the connection is when the race started this whole whatever it is, I don't even know what to call it, like just being good at randomly, the guys that started it are now in San Francisco. So now San Francisco's got the best record in the major leagues with guys that are like 40 years old and then a bunch of random young guys that weren't even good prospects. Like, you know what I mean? Like Brandon Belt's gotta be mid-30s now. Brandon Crawford's like 37. Buster Posey, um, by the time he's 45, he won't be able to walk. He's been catching for so long. Like, you know what I mean? OPS is like over 900. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, what? what is this? Like, you know? Makes no sense. I don't get it. The Giants are just trolling. They're going to – I don't know, man. I want to see a Giants-Dodgers NLCS badly, but it's going to happen in the NLDS. Yeah. yeah so – no, are you, thanks, Eric. Yeah, th- thanks. You know? Not okay, bad. so let's bad. talk about – let's talk about the Central. Um, uh, well – Eric, since the Astros might meet the White Sox if they if they, they don't hold on, will. To, probably they probably will. Okay, the are the oh. White Sox contenders or are they Fugazi? I think they could. I I I know this is a boring way to put it, but I think when it comes to the MLB playoffs, if you make the playoffs, you can win it. I think I'm I have that type of thinking, which I know is kind of rare, but I think if you make the playoffs. Baseball is the type of sport where you could win it all that way. I kind of think the same about football. I mean, we saw the Giants in football make those like miracle runs whenever they won it with Eli. I think you could see the same thing with baseball. Do I like it? Feels oh, like, listen, it, I know, I know you don't want to mention it because it happened to your team, but the Nationals just there two years ago. You're welcome. Yeah, literally. Well, yeah. Fuck them. The They're Nationals, terrible now. Nationals had a blueprint for it. Yeah, though. they had they had Mad Max. They had Strasburg, and you know, and then they were throwing Annabelle and Corbin for long release. So the whole plan was they had no bullpen at all. It was like we're gonna throw Max, we're gonna throw Strasburg, and they better go seven innings, like or we're done. Like you know, they go there seven or eight, you know, and then they would bring in Doolittle, they would bring in Hudson. That's it, game over. Like you that's know what it. I mean? This that's is me off every game. <laughs> Still, He's so upset still. right now. <laughs> Bro, we should be two-time yeah. champions. That's right. so annoying. Yeah, yeah. But well, the national Nationals would have won in six if Scherzer was able to go. But you guys got to get whoever. I think it was Joe Roth. Remember, uh, Scherzer was six. Well, I think uh, he had neck pain. I think he had I neck pain. Remember. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Joe Ross who started the game, and, and that was just a disaster. <laughs> like, you know, uh, yeah. But um, and then you had and then you had Hinch uh, taking out. Uh, uh, fucking yeah. Uh, my man, I was the only Astro like I He's so tired, bro. Right. This still annoys me looking back then that we lost out. But like I was saying, I think it's pretty safe that Rays get the first seed in the AL. I think that's okay. a given in my opinion. I don't think we're catching up to them. I don't think White Sox will. I don't think Yankees will. I think it, okay, White Sox have the easiest division in the fucking league. Literally, okay. their next highest team to them is the Indians and they're barely 500. So they're easily gonna win their division. And I cannot see the athletics catching up to us. So it feels like pretty set up already that Rays are gonna face the wild card winner, which is probably going to be either Yankees versus A's or Yankees versus Red Sox. Then it's going to be us versus White Sox. White Sox don't scare me that much, but they could, like, sure, they could beat us, but I would put my money on the Astros nine times out of ten. 
So we're going to get a rematch? Uh, I'm very the confident what, the Astros will White Sox. The White Sox have the AL Cy Young and Lance Lynn. I just Luke don't. Gilles. Like, literally, and that's so what. Lucas Giolito, dude. But like, earlier in the year, got, they came in. They were hot. Every, every power ranking had them, like, number one. Then they came into Houston for a four-game series, and we blew them out pretty much every single game. Like, it just wasn't close. Like, that team specifically just doesn't really scare me. I don't know why. Like, I don't have yeah, any. Yeah, I don't know why fears. either because they scare me the no, most I, out of any. Yankees, Yankees, Rays, Red Sox don't scare me that much. No offense on just Y'all don't no, scare they, me No, they don't have any pitching. Yeah, they literally don't. Yankees, Rays, and maybe the Athletics scare me more. So, than wait, Red Eric, Sox. is White it Sox safe just, to say – is it safe to say that you're predicting a rematch? Of what? Astros, Yankees, what? Astros Rays. Oh, I don't know. Cause here's my thing. No, you have to know, bro. Talk I to think me. Yankees are gonna make some bullshit run and make it to the ALCS. I would be. I would love a Yankees Astros ALCS, but okay. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be White Sox Astros. I think Astros are gonna win, and then I think it's gonna be Yankees Rays, and then I have no idea who I'd pick in that series. Yankees Rays. I in the bro, like series, I don't, I don't mind the five game five series, games. but. If it was seven, it'd be so much better, bro. But I think no. the Astros are gonna smoke the White Sox, honestly. Dude, I really don't think it'll be that close. I like, I just don't think they compare up to us that much. I think the whenever first... the Astros turn it on, I, they're just I a think much you're also team. over. I think you're also overlooking the fact that uh, when you're talking about you smoke them, they're missing Eloy, who is arguably the best pure hitter in the league. I don't like, think we were fully hey, healthy then either, though, were we? Yeah, but Eloy Jimenez is literally he's he's going to win multiple. The dude is unbelievable. I just him and Abreu. I don't think, but one player, he, him individually, would not have changed them getting blown out in like four straight games. Bro, the no, first I mean, pitch. I mean, Yankees just beat them two out of three. We go into a series. I would pick Yankees high. over the White Sox. I'm gonna be honest. I just am not as high on the White Sox as some other people. I remember the first... even at the beginning of the season, whenever people were doing tier list of like how they rank teams. People were putting White Sox at the very top, like top two or three, and I just did not see it then. I don't see it now. I, if they if they can prove me wrong in the playoffs, sure I'll take it. But Bro, I just the first pitch of the ALDS is gonna be a fastball from Lance Lynn to Altuve, and he's gonna send it like five hundred feet. Yeah, it's, it's bro, that's I'm literally so gonna be to left field. I would love us getting the White that's Sox. That's gonna be the. I would that's gonna be it. the first pitch of the game. Um, Tim to move to the other side. The Brewers just keep on winning. I don't know how the fuck they're doing it. Are they pretenders or are they contenders? Oh, they're the real deal, man. They got the three amigos, dude. You don't mess with that pitching staff, dude. Like, yeah, they are like the national team that won the World Series. They have those three, those three starters, man. Jeez. I don't know how you win a series against them, honestly. Like, the Dodgers, maybe, just because the Dodgers are so stacked. But, like, you know, you're going up against uh, Woodruff, uh, Peralta, Burns. Like, it, that's not good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not good. Like, it's not a good situation to be in. And on top of that, they got a good 10. And, um, you know, I, I don't love their offense, but it, it's not terrible. You know, they got some good players. Um, but, like he was saying before, he thinks anybody can win – for me, it's the, the staff, the pitching staff. And that's why I love the White Sox. Because they have Lynn, who's about to win Cy Young. They have Giolito, who, in my opinion, has the nastiest stuff in the league. 
You know what I mean? And then you go, and then Carlos Rodon, who has struck out like 1.5 per inning and thrown a no-hitter this year. And then you go to their bullpen, they have Craig Kimbrell and Liam Hendricks. Like, and they have um, who, uh, Tapera from Ryan Tapera. Tapera, yeah, but he's been he's been getting cooked ever since he went to the AL, but still, he's still an arm. And Kopech also for a long time. So, I, I mean, for me, it, like I think the Brewers are contenders, like serious contenders. Okay, okay, um, I. I hate the Brewers, but they, they've been cooking, honestly. I'm not going to lie to you. And um, maybe we get to see a Brewers-Dodgers rematch as well. I mean, that would be pretty fire because the Braves, I mean, Ozzy Albies got hurt the other day. I don't know how long he's out for. Obviously, Acuna's been out. So maybe the the Mets make a miracle run and they go at it for the division. If I have yeah. to see the Phillies in the playoffs, I'm not going to watch because I do not want to see the Phillies. I hate the Phillies. The Like, I don't need yeah, them in the playoffs. It's going to be my Reds, bro. My Reds. My Reds are coming. The, the Reds have been they they cooled down but they've they've been like right there yeah but they have an important series with the Cardinals I wouldn't mind seeing the Cardinals in the playoffs they actually like, uh they had a I think a double header today they dropped the first game to the Cardinals and then Nick Castellanos went berserk my, in the second game my sec my uh my second favorite team in baseball that I really follow is the Pirates and the fact that the Pirates just beat um. The Cardinals four out of seven when they're battling for a playoff spot like made me so happy. I can't even explain, dude. Like it's just if that's the reason they don't make the playoffs, dude, the season was a success. In my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh my goodness. But we're one month away. I can't wait for the playoffs. It's gonna be an amazing time of the year. But moving on to our last topic of the night. After seven months, a gazillion days, a gazillion hours, and one billion seconds, football is finally back next Thursday with the matchup of the Dallas Cowboys and the Super Bowl champions, the Miami Dolphins. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I knew it was a Florida <laughs> team. I'm sorry, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Eric, are you excited for football to be back, even though the Texans are going to be a two-pack of ass? And what do you think about this oh. game? So... Texans, yeah, we're going to be terrible. We're probably going to end up with a top three pick, if not number one. But And so rather, baby. Ever since I've been three, four years old, literally my mom told me a story about how when I was younger, I would be playing on my, like, Game Boy on my, like, you know, the little Game Boy. I don't remember which kind it was, but it was a Game Boy, and I would be playing a Madden game on it. And I would run over to the calendar because I didn't even know how to count that high yet. And I would just look for the number that's farther down. And that's how I would know if I was winning or not. Like literally before I even knew how to count that high, I loved football that much. My mom used to say when I would go to like my brother's peewee practice, I would always want to wear shoulder pads to their practice. I'm like football has just always been my favorite sport. It probably always will be. It just NFL Sundays give me like a like it just feels like a holiday every day you wake up and it's just you get to chill with friends or family and watch football all day like that's a perfect day to me honestly and with college football starting too weekends just being filled up with football is the perfect weekend every weekend to me and i cannot wait Texans gonna be terrible i don't have to stress about it at least i can focus on like watching 31 other teams that won't make me hurt myself what you say watch Philip Lindsay. Yeah, which I, he's good, but I'm not even convinced he's gonna like do like he's we just very I don't good, know. Dude. I hate but the Broncos. Our, our offensive line is bad though. 
like we have time we have Laramie Tunzel and that's about it like tired that's it we got, we got Tunzel and then a bunch of uh so basically like we basically like we were in the Super Bowl last year yeah like it was better it, or it's better than it was a couple years ago but it's still not good and with Tyrod Taylor at QB I'm not expecting a ton we don't have great receivers we don't have a good defense anywhere like we just aren't a good team pretty much in any aspect but the good thing about football is it's the sport the most where you'll see the team who is last in the division jump all the way up to first more often than any other sport and i'm not saying that'll happen to the texans this year or even next year but it helps me knowing that this is a sport where you can rebuild very quickly and i'm hoping for that i just hope we trade deshaun we rack up on draft picks and then we start the rebuild very fast because i don't want to have to suffer through this much longer because last year already sucked i went 25 years without seeing a playoff win wait who's your team (laughs) oh my god here we go chiefs of course 25 years without seeing a playoff win man and then the texans helped break that so i will always be grateful to the texans And oh. Brian Hoyer for having the worst playoff game I've ever seen Dude. in a 30-0 victory for the Chiefs. Do you know, and... you don't know how mad I was during that game, bro. I was losing <laughs> my mind. Opening kickoff, Niall Davis takes back like 104 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> Dude, worst. Bill O'Brien is a criminal. Speaking of the Chiefs, um, Tim, what are your expectations for the Chiefs? Is it Super Bowl or bust, just like last year and the year before, or what are we thinking for this year? Uh, for me, it wasn't like that last year or the year before, to be honest with you. Um, oh, okay. I, uh, I'm, I'm reasonable. I'm a reasonable fan. Like, uh, like Chiefs are gonna catch up. Like, I mean, we have Mahomes, so like. We have an X factor, like you know, we have Cheetah. Like, you, you gotta kind of double them, like you know what I mean. And then we have Kelsey, like. But at the same time, say Mahomes goes down, dude, that whole team changes. Like you saw against the Browns, like mm-hmm. Mahomes was down for, uh, let's say, like a third of the game. The Chiefs put up zero points. Like they were already in field goal range when they kicked that field goal. Penny throws the worst interception I've ever seen in my life. There wasn't a chief within 20 yards, right? And then if it wasn't for Henny, uh, for the Browns being the Browns, basically, on a third and 17 or whatever, letting Chad Henny probably runs like an 8-240, pick up 16 <laughs> yards on it. Like, you know what I mean? And then Andy Reid just dropped his balls with that quick pass to Tyreek to put it away. But without Mahomes, man, we're nothing. Like, I expect to win the division. The division's not strong. Like, the Broncos are a disaster. Like, I'm not afraid of Teddy Bridgewater. Like, the Chargers always play us close. And the same with the Raiders. And the Raiders are a joke. And I just want to get that out there, that the Raiders are the biggest joke of a team of all time. They win one game at Arrowhead. They circle the stadium in their bus like they just won the Super Bowl. Then they go on to, what, did they even finish? Eight and eight? Yeah, maybe eight and eight or seven and nine. They go on to go Raider it up. Like, yeah, great job, guys. You won one football game. Like, like, let's throw a parade for you. 
They started six and two last year, and then they finished seven and nine. Yep, it's it's the same story. And they do. They literally took their team bus and traveled and circled Arrowhead when they beat us at Arrowhead. It's like, are you kidding me? It's the first time you guys beaten us in forever. Like you know what I mean? Like the Chiefs' divisional record is something insane over. I don't know the exact. I'm pretty sure they're they're ten and one in their last eleven against each team in the division. That's insane. Jesus. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> so Eric, very very early prediction on who wins the Super Bowl. You know what? I know it's rare in football, but I have a lot of faith in the Bucks. I'm going to go a Bucks repeat for who they beat. The Dolphins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to say Bills, but that defense is kind of suspect. At some point. Uh, Don't tell me that, bro. I drafted that defense. Don't tell me that. Chill. I mean, they're good. They match, but... up, uh, they match up terribly against the Chiefs. So yeah, that's why I, I think if, if they can have a path where Chiefs lose before matching up with the Bills, then I can see the yeah. Bills going on and winning. Yeah, but I, I'm, with, I'm with you on that. If yeah, Bills have to play the Chiefs in the playoffs, I don't think Bills would beat them just because their defense has holes in the exact spots where the Chiefs could expose them. And yeah, just, and they and their running schemes are god-awful, and the Chiefs linebackers yeah. can't tackle. So, like, if you can't run the football and you can't stop the pass, you're not – you're going to get blown out like we saw last year. Mm-hmm. You know I what like, I mean? I feel like it's just too easy to say Chiefs versus Bucks again, especially because in football, the easy answer never happens. Like, ever. You never see the two teams I'm you thinking, expect to I'm, hardly ever make it. I'm thinking the Rams. I'm thinking I, the Rams. I could say that. Matthew Stafford, I'm really high on him. And that team, pretty much, they, for a while, they were a top tier quarterback away from being that team. And uh, they, they have still them. are, man. That defense is insane. insane. Uh, they're very well coached. One of the top five coaches. The schemes that he draws, that McVay draws up are insane. You know, you got Woods, you got <laughs> Huff, you got Higby. Like, I mean, they got weapons, man. Like, they got Stafford now. Like, they're, yeah, they're going to be a problem. I'm really excited they're to watch be that. A problem. 